Let's open our Bibles and let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter three, verse number three and four. Second Peter, chapter three. <clears throat> right. Second Peter, chapter three, verses. 3 and 4. Let's all stand if you can. Let's stand and let's have these verses read together. Only two verses this time, just to, um, you know, our uh, launching pad. We will have these two verses read together and um, let's go from there. Okay, if you are ready, from verse number um, 3 of, this, of the book of Second Peter, chapter 3. Together now, ready, read. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the father fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, um, for another moment, another time that we can come together, Lord, to listen to your word and to meditate upon them. And I pray, O oh God, that you just um, give us um, understanding and give us, Lord, a soft heart that will um, abide and we will, we will just, um, Lord, um, stick with your word. Because, O oh God, there is a great blessing. There is um, a great hope for the future for those people who love your word. And we pray tonight that you will speak once again um, uh, through your servant and that, Lord, you will use me um, for your people tonight, whatever is the need, Lord. I do not know their need. I do not know the need of the people. But I trust, Lord, that um, you know their situation right now and you know their condition. I pray that you will just um, help them, Lord, um, through your word tonight. And uh, continue to speak to us and bless your people, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, and once again. And even those people who are not here tonight, I pray that you will just speak to them and also protect and keep them, Lord, and keep them safe wherever they are. Uh, bless all of us. Give us victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. We know scoffers. These are the people really that, you know, um, abandoned God in their lives. They are scoffers. And sometimes we see them very sharp. They're, they're very um, uh, offensive and they're very, um, you know, outright, you know, God, uh, godlessness. They, are, they fight against God and all these people. Uh, but again, these people, most of them, if not all, walking after their own lusts. They will just live their life according to what pleases them. And be careful with this because um, you might not be um, at the level of where they are, but uh, if you also live your life just for your own, you know, satisfaction, that's just for your own um, um, pleasure, uh, you might be uh, numbered as one of them. So be careful because um, the, the, the time that we are living today is not really, um, you know, uh, easy. So uh, we have a lot of things to, 
um, you know, be careful about. And you see here um, the the unfulfilled prophecy of the Bible. There are a lot of prophecies here. There are a lot of um, promises of the Lord here that the Lord is going to do. But the unfulfilled prophecy um, is bound up with the personal and uh, the bodily um, return of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord Jesus Christ will come physically and visibly, all of these things will be wrapped up. All the things. This, there will be a very rapid, rapid um, things that will come into this world. If you remember the Lord Jesus Christ when He arrived the first time 2,000 years ago, prior to that, there were there were there was this 400 years of silence. There's no prophecies, no prophet came, and and and. But the world was still going on. You know, that was the time of um, Alexander the Great and. You know the, the the Ptolemies and the, the Roman Empire. Those those were the time. But in those times, there were no prophets, no no Bible um, uh, revelation. Uh, the last revelation, uh, the last word of God that was written at the time was Malachi. Malachi that was like 400 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And then after that, um, when when the Lord Jesus Christ was about to be to be to be born then the barrage of there was this barrage of prophecies came along and then the 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 the, the life of Jesus Christ was all you know written by um, the disciples and a lot of um, you know heavenly heavenly host uh, very busy the world um, the angels were very busy um, showing to people and performing uh, things and uh, signs and wonders and in the Lord Jesus Christ himself performing miracles uh, a lot of things happening after the 400 years of silence so now you see as if like people are discouraged in their Christian life because it seems like um, the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ coming would never happen and uh, people are, are are going back to to live in 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 the flesh and 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 to fulfill their lust and to fulfill their um, uh, carnal desires and all those kind of things. And then the Lord Jesus Christ will come. And when He comes, then all this barrage of um, biblical prophecies, I mean prophecies, will be fulfilled. So here, the question tonight is, you know. Um, 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 said and mentioned by the scoffers um, as written by the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter wrote this question, I mean, um, predicted that this will be the questions in the last days. Scoffers. Who are these scoffers and what are these people? Scoffers are uh, people who make mockery of sin. Yeah. They just mock sin. They just yeah. they, they do sin as if there's no God. And God does not exist in, in their mind. And again, these people, um, they mock about the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. They mock about the, um, the, the, the God's way of um, redemption. And everything about God, everything about Jesus Christ, these people, they, they scoff. And again, I have been uh, in the ministry for many years now. Um, I have been... 
um, a Christian for 30, 31 years now. And I just, you know, um, encounter this kind of people, especially in our times today. Um, young people, old people, they don't believe in God. They don't, um, you know, uh, show any interest in the things of God. And more and more people are like that in our days today. And I, again, I, I realize that the scoffers are growing in number. The scoffers, they are, they are growing and growing. I think it's coming from the schools. The schools, really, the universities are producing a lot of scoffers. And, and high schools and, and elementary schools, they are producing a lot of scoffers because the teachers there um, are being respected by the, by the students and teaching the students that there is no God. So it just... Um, so sad that the, the, the world is now filled with scoffers. But in my you know, uh, personal walk with the Lord, when I encounter or talk to strangers, I condition myself already. I just condition myself because I cannot really, we cannot dictate the behavior, or we cannot um, force people to believe what we believe, but I condition myself to, get, uh, to, to, get, uh, to, to not to get discouraged when I encounter people like this, when I encounter scoffers, because I encountered a lot of them, especially when you share the gospel, especially when you give tracts and talk to them in person. So you will see scoffers everywhere um, in, this, in this city. And again, um, my attitude is just show to them the gospel and hoping that they will believe it. But if not, then... I should not be discouraged with that. I move to the next person and, and just share um, the truth about um, the salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. But never um, in, my, in my mind and in my heart that I will force this to people. I may be able to you know, um, uh, pursue as long as the person will listen, then I might be able to um, pursue the conversation about salvation. I remember uh, Pastor Jofed uh, when I, when me, uh, 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 Pastor Jofed and Mam Debra um, arranged a meeting with their friends. Uh, we were there in, is it Harrison in Mount Wellington? Is it Harrison? But when we went there, when we went there, oh, it's a bar, it's a drinking bar, and there's lots of people. So they are waiting there. Our our friend, uh, their friends waiting there. So we we ask them to go to the to the other side to the um, what's that place? Where are they sitting in there? Japanese. Japanese restaurant. So they were there sitting, maybe drinking already. So both of them a couple. So we asked them to move to the other uh, restaurant, and it was quiet. And I was able to, you know, I attempted uh, to present the gospel, but the guy just don't want to um, listen to that because he's, he had enough of all those uh, things and he, he was a learned person. He knows, he knows a lot of things and he knows how to counter my, my verses. He knows how to counter that. I was amazed of the, the depth of, of his knowledge of the secular uh, thing. But that's fine. Um, um, like I, 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 lose, I, I lose the control of the situation because um, everything I say in the Bible, he has also something to say. And I, I lost control, but that's fine. Um, then 
sometimes Pastor Jufid will, will also like um, come in and then uh, I realized on the other side um, Mom Deborah talking to the wife and and to the point that they prayed there I, I was looking at that but I was just keeping this guy busy talking things and then I put the gospel again every now and again I put the gospel and he, he is just, sometimes he repeats his, what's his answer the previous time. But the good thing, he listens and he, he give, gave his view. And my consolation is that on the other side, um, Mom Deborah was able to share the gospel to the wife and I saw them pray. So that, that was a great blessing there. But you see a lot of people like that. They are learned, they have... Um, um, college or university degrees they are uh, very um, educated but they do not want to believe the Bible they do not want to believe salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ and it is really sad but I will tell you our labor in the Lord our labor always remember that our labor should be upon the basis of compassion for their soul because we love their soul if they will like attack us personally or they will say something to hurt our to hurt our feelings and all that just br brush it aside do not just linger on that because we are not fighting against flesh and blood but we are fighting against you know the principalities the bible says and and powers and we are fighting against the spiritual um controllers of these people so this is not flesh and blood. And it's sad when, when our members of our family would not believe in the Lord Jesus. It is sad when our loved ones won't believe. We, we feel really uh, sad in that situation uh, because we know and we understand that if they remain in their condition and, and saved condition, I'll tell you, it's hard to imagine that one day they will be separated from God for all eternity. And that grieves us that really something that will um make us you know continue on continue and 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 seek the lord seek god and ask god to help our loved ones that they also may receive the lord jesus christ because if not then we know what's going to happen to them as the bible tells us very clearly that they will be separated from God. And when I say separated from God, that is the lake of fire where the place, they will be tormented. They will be in pain and day and night forever and ever. That is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ was so, um, you know, um, um, sad about his people, about Jerusalem. In, in Matthew chapter 23, verse number 37, you will find that the Lord Jesus Christ wants these people to be saved, want all the, the people in Jerusalem to be saved. But people would not listen. People would not listen. And remember, that is the Lord Jesus. How much more if we are the ones preaching the gospel and we cannot really compel, we cannot really, we can compel, but we cannot really force them to believe. As the Lord Jesus Christ said here in verse 37 of Matthew chapter 23, he said, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often uh, would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Notice that, you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate, 
For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth, till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ is showing to these people, you will not see me again until the time that I will come back and reign this earth. <laughs> that, is, that is what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Again, for these people to harden their hearts, to harden their minds about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is, you know, it's, it's, it breaks the heart of the Lord. And it is indeed, you know, breaking our hearts when our loved ones would reject the gospel. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul shared the same sentiment when he saw, when he saw his people, when he saw his relatives, when he, when he saw his loved ones, his kinsmen in the flesh. That means maybe cousin or, 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 or nephews or, or, or um, uncles uh, from a distance. People would not receive the gospel that he preached. And that hurt the, the, the Apostle Paul. Because his family, according to the flesh, um, um, rejecting the salvation that is in the Lord Jesus. And again, that's, uh, he said that in Romans chapter 9, verse number 1. Romans chapter 9, verse number 1, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. He would rather go to hell he would rather be separated from Christ only if his relatives will be saved. That is how, you know, the intense, the desire of the Apostle Paul for these people to come to know Christ. That he would be willing to, to be sent to hell as long as these loved ones of his will be saved to heaven. But that is not going to happen and we know it. Romans chapter 10, verse number 1. Romans chapter 10, verse number 1. The Bible says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. You see these people? How many people you have, you have seen like this? That they have devotion. They go to church every Sunday. They have devotion. They have, they have, they have prayers done. They, every time they have opportunity, they call to God. They pray. They have devotion. But not according to knowledge. According to knowledge, that means the knowledge of salvation that is only in Jesus Christ. That is what they are ignorant about. Now, what's, what they are doing? For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God. But not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. That's what they do and that's what they are. They, 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 they trust in themselves as long as I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, sinning against the Ten Commandments, as long as I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not um, 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 making other people or, or oppressing other people. That is their basis. They think that because they are not so bad, 
they can go to heaven. Because they believe that God will weigh the good deeds and bad deeds. If your good deeds will outweigh your bad deeds, then you are saved. But that is not the way. That is what the Bible says, ignorant of God's righteousness. That is mere, utter ignorance. You see, today again, let's take take a look at this question of these scoffers. Because a lot of people become scoffers because of scoffers too. Scoffers beget scoffers. Because they think that, oh, these people, they are very good in reasoning and and, and countering all this, you know, uh, religious stuff. Uh, So people will will be encouraged to, to follow them. But today, let's take a look at this question and let's take a look at this seriously and consider the uh, testimony of the Bible that gives us the certainty of our Lord Jesus Christ coming. And again, um, it will be well here um, to, to look at the context of the question in Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 3 and verse number 4. As we read here, uh, we read of something that um, we are to know. And be sure about. We must hold this to be to be real and to be true. And we are sure about this that uh, it is something which relates particularly in our times today. We are now in the last days, and this is the time where um, we this this scoffers are sprouting. The scoffers will be maybe some scoffers are living in our own homes. Some scoffers may be in your own, uh, in, the, in the very place where you work. In your workplace, there will be scoffers. In your school, there will be a lot of scoffers. In our neighborhood, there will be a lot of scoffers. And they are sprouting from all over the place in, in this time, in these last days. And you see here, um, um, we need to understand that, you know, those people uh, who scoffs, at the glorious truth um, of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of them that scoff at Jesus Christ and His coming will be a rejoicing to us. Why? Because they are the fulfillment of the Word of God. If people now are, you know, um, angry at God, or people now are um, mocking God, and many of them now are mocking God, that will just tell us that we are really in the last days now. We are really here. You know, we are now at the end of the last days. We are now at the at the you know um, uh, you know um, the, the tipping point of the last days. If this last days maybe maybe around two years or two thousand years, if it starts in the in the New Testament, then we are here already. We are now at the tip of the last days. Apostle Peter here gives us the, you know, um, and the word of God gives us the answer to all these questions and exactly what the scoffers say. What the scoffers say? Where is the promise of his coming? Where? They see these words in verse number three. Knowing this first, that in the last uh, that there shall be, uh, there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Verse 4, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Where is the promise of his coming? Tonight, we will supply. 
we will supply answers to that question. And using the scripture from, from the book of Genesis all the way to um, Revelation, and see that clearly from the word of God. You see, um, the promise of his coming actually was already, this, this was already promised way, way back in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15. And again, that verse will tell us that right there, right there, from, from the Pinchachok, right there from, um, from the book of, you know, the, the, the first five books of the Bible, that was written long time ago. But the Lord already said that He is going to come. And um, in that verse, um, it tells us about the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, he shall uh, the, the the serpent will bruise his heel, but the Lord Jesus Christ will bruise his head. So in that promise of his coming, we can find it from the very beginning of the Bible. And this Old Testament, uh, there are thirty nine books in this Old Testament. The first five books there, it is called the Pentateuch. And uh, the succeeding books uh, from from Joshua. To the book of Easter, it is called the historical books, the 12 historical books. And forward to that, there is this what they call the six books of poetry, beginning from Job uh, up to the um, uh, book of Song of Solomon and Lamentations. And then uh, forward to that, there is this what they call the 16 uh, books of the major and the minor uh, prophets. That's spanning from the book of Isaiah all the way to the book of Malachi. Now, concerning these books from the Old Testament, our Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse number 21. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So these people who wrote the Word of God, the Bible, that used by God, <clears throat> excuse me, they are, the, they are the people who were used by the Holy Spirit. They were moved by the Holy Spirit of God in um, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. <clears throat> 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, <clears throat> that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And again, um, if, we, if we look at this, my friend, in that um, um, group of books there, in the book of the Pintachok, Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, is right at the beginning of the Bible. Right at the very beginning of the Bible, chapter 3. It says, it shall bruise thy head, <clears throat> and thou shalt bruise his heel. Again, we understand that this refers to the advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and his advent was fulfilled when, when um, he was... Uh, the, the word here that says, it shall bruise thy head. Thank you. I think um, 
<clears throat> and the Bible tells us here that Satan um, was able to touch the Lord Jesus Christ by bruising his heel. And the Lord Jesus Christ was, um, 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 you know, uh, hung on that cross, paid the penalty of our sins, but Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ bruised the serpent's head. And um, it finished Satan. Satan is now a defeated foe. Yeah. And the Lord Jesus Christ is a victor. Yeah. And the Lord Jesus Christ will reign. Right. No matter what Satan would want to do. Yeah. It would not affect and it would not hinder and it would not alter the reality that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to reign. Hey. And that's a word there. He, that means um, um, thou shalt bruise his heel and uh, it shall bruise thy head. So again, um, the seed of the woman is uh, being being mentioned there, and that refers to the Lord Jesus Christ. And and the Lord Jesus Christ um, performed this and did this two thousand years ago. And again, um, the overthrow of Satan is already written. Satan is still like roaming around in this world, trying to um, uh, tempt people and trying to put people into. Um, um, sin and, and, and wickedness but Satan's Satan's end is already written Satan's end is already done 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse number 8 2 Thessalonians 2 8 and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming and and Revelation chapter 20 verse number 1 Revelation 20 verse 1 And I saw an angel come down from heaven Having the key of the bottomless pit And a great chain in his hand And he laid hold on the dragon <clears throat> That old serpent Which is the devil and Satan And bound him a thousand years And cast him into the bottomless pit And shut him up And set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, again, what we are waiting, what we are waiting right now, because we are, I believe, we are already in the, at, at the very edge of the last days. We are already at the very edge of the last days, and what we are waiting is the rapture. When that rapture strikes, that's what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4.17. When that rapture strikes, then um, we will all be caught up. That's the word rapture, caught up. Because that word uh, rapture is not in our Bible, but the word rapture is in Latin called rapeo. And, and that word is the word caught up. So that is uh, the doctrine that we understand. The rapture or the catching away. And we will be caught up into the skies to meet the Lord in the air. That's what he said. Um, it's not in there, the First Thessalonians 4.17. Um, for verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them, those who died, uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So again, 
Um, there is this uh, biblical precedent of this rapture, um, something in the past that happened, but only very few. One example to that is Enoch. Enoch, you know, was raptured. He Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. Hebrews 11, 5, it says, By faith Enoch was translated, that he should not see death. There will be people, when the rapture strikes, a lot of people will not see death, will not experience physical death, because that is, um, you know, promised by the Lord Jesus Christ. By, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Why? Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And that is, this, this verse is in reference of Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, verse 23. This, this is the, um, the verse that this Hebrews is talking about. The Bible says, and all the days of Enoch were 365 years. That's just very young. In that time, that years is very young because the, the, the forefathers, um, they like reach around 700, 800. It's very common to them. But to, 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 to die, but actually Enoch did not die. He just disappeared because God, you know, translated him. And, and that all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not. He was not. For God took him. And again, aside from Enoch, the other, there's another person that also experienced, um, you know, um, transported to heaven um, alive in the flesh. And that is Elijah. Elijah experiences in first, Second Kings chapter 2, verse number 11. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse number 11. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Again, this is being caught up. Um, uh, rapeo or rapturus. Again, in, in, in um, Job chapter 19, uh, verse number 25, the Lord Jesus Christ and His promise that He will be um, reigning upon this earth. He will come to be, you know, um, to, to set in order all, you know, the earth. And that is His promise. He said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11. So all of these promises, my friend, I bring to you so that um, hopefully and, you know, the Lord will, will encourage you tonight to strengthen your faith and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ because His coming is very soon. And that uh, when He comes, He will find you faithful. And Acts 1, 11. Um, we'll start from verse number 10. Verse number 10 is a good uh, place to start. Uh, chapter 1, verse number 10. Acts 1, 10. <coughs> It says, uh, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. 
So the promise there that Jesus Christ will come as in the manner that he went up. As the Lord Jesus Christ went up, he will come in the same manner. So the Lord Jesus Christ's coming is very soon and we are now at the edge of the last days and we praise the Lord that you know many of us are still waiting for the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not like those scoffers who just scoff, who will just mock. And they do not know, you know, when they die, they do not know where to go. But praise the Lord, we know where we go. Uh, when death comes to us, we know where we go. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ will wake us up from our grave if, if we have died. But if you are alive, if we are alive upon the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ, then we will not see death. We will not see physical death. You see, the, not just that the promise of His coming was found in the Old Testament, the promise of His coming also was found in the four Gospels. The four Gospels that we have. We have the, the, the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, uh, Luke, and John. So these books um, tell us about or a lot of promises there. I do not know if we can finish if we read all of these promises, but we'll pick up some um, few examples in Matthew 16, verse 21. Matthew 16, verse 21. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about His coming over and over and over and over again. And again here, uh, the Lord is telling about the, the coming days, what, what's going to happen from the time Verse number 21, um, for, uh, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that um, he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So he said this to them, but again the disciples could not understand this. But, uh, in verse 27, if you jump to verse number 27, Matthew, book of Matthew, Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father um, with His angels. And then He shall reward every man according to His work. Exactly what's going to happen in the judgment seat of Christ. He will place you and give you position in, 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 the, in the reign of Jesus Christ for a thousand years. So you will be given position whether you will be the mayor of this town or the president of the city or the king of this country. And the Lord is going to give everyone according to our work today, according to our labor for the Lord Jesus Christ, according how we love Him, according to how we um, allow ourselves to suffer for Him. For they that live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. So according and how we live for the Lord Jesus, that is also our position in the coming reign of Jesus Christ. So again, uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse number 3. Matthew 24, verse number 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, oh, Mount of Olives, I remember this place. I cannot forget this place because I kissed that ground. <laughs> I kissed that ground. And um, Mount of Olives there, it's, it's in a mountain, on top of the mountain. And then you go down into, the, into that uh, hill, and at the foot of that mountain is the Gethsemane. Where the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, his sweat is like a drop of blood. So right at the foot of that mountain, and then you start to go up, um, start to go up. That is, you are going to maybe that. That is the East Gate, and the wall of Jerusalem. No, Lion's Gate on the left. But that one there on the right is the East Gate. And then 
you go farther that the the, the um, gate uh, the gate of Jerusalem and you will see Jerusalem from from Mount of Olives and again what a, a great blessing that you will see um, uh, this place that the Lord Jesus Christ um, stood there the Lord Jesus Christ stood in that in that place um, in the Mount of Olives in Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 24 verse number 35 he has this promise as well he said heaven, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away in verse 36 but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only and this is the very grave um, mistake of Jehovah's Witnesses grave mistake of Seventh-day Adventists why they begin to pinpoint the arrival or the coming of Jesus Christ they put a date that the Bible says no one knows it no one knows it and that will just prove that they are caught they do not see the Bible that's very clear I said but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but by but by my father only I said in verse 37 but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Jump to verse number 44. Chapter 24, verse number 44. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. You see, and a lot of parables uh, speaking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the parable of the of the uh, ten virgins is talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and many others in the book of Mark the book of Mark you will see uh, from chapter 13 verse number um, 24 um, Mark chapter 13 verse number 24 uh, it says there but in those days after that tribulation the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds and from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. And again, the Lord Jesus Christ will be, will be seen. Um, um, the Bible says in those days, in those days, so those um, Christians looking forward to those days, and we still are looking for those days. Because, but the good thing with us, we are very close to that. We are very close to the time of the Lord Jesus Christ coming. In the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, as I told you, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is, you know, is exposed everywhere in the Bible, um, from the Old Testament and to the four Gospels. Luke now chapter 19, verse number 12, 11. Luke 19 verse 11, you can see the parables of the servants and the parables of and, the, and their money also and the, and the coming of Jesus Christ in a cloud, in power, with great glory. Uh, you have a lot of reading to do, but again, John chapter 4, I mean, uh, John chapter 14, verse number 1. John chapter 14, verse number 1. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again 
and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So the Lord Jesus Christ is promising that uh, time will come, that when he comes back, you know, he will gather us to himself, and then we will never be separated again. We will never be separated again from him. In other words, wherever the Lord Jesus Christ is, there we will be. Now we are separated from him. He is in heaven, although he is in our heart, but physically the Lord Jesus Christ will reign and then we will be with him. We will attend to him, to, 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 um, you know, and listen to him, to what he is going to say. And again, there are a lot of clear statements made by our Savior about his coming. The promise of his coming is very clear. So, the Old Testament Bibles, I mean books, the, the books of the Old Testament um, has the promise of His coming. The, the, um, the four Gospels has the promise of His coming. And also, not just that, um, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, there's also a promise of His coming. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 9, Acts 1, 9. The Bible says, And when He had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, um, shall, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So this promise, again, is present here. The promise of his coming is found in the book of Acts. And also the promise of his coming is found in the epistles, the writings of Apostle Paul. We may start from 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 4, verse number 5. We will see this because there are so many, but we'll just select few verses because we don't have time. But there are so many promises of His coming. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time. <coughs> until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. You see, do not judge people. Oh, this brother is doing this. I know that, you know, I suspect that he has secret uh, sin in his life. No, stop it. Judge not before the time. Let the Lord Jesus Christ to be the judge. Our job in this world are not judges. Our job, our job is, you know, being a witness. Our jobs are just being witnesses. Let the Lord Jesus Christ judge. You see, therefore, judge nothing before the time. Until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. And will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 51. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. What is a mystery? The hidden truth. That's mystery. But it's being open, being, being laid open before us. That means this can be mysteries to those people who, know, who do not know God. But to us who are Christians, to us who are children of God, the mysteries, the hidden truths are being, you know, open. It's laid open. He said, um, therefore, I mean, uh, 
Um, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Now, before this writing, before this writing, the Christians before have no idea what's going to happen to those people who have died. And Jesus Christ has not come yet. They have no idea. And they begin to get, you know, um, um, sad and sorrowful when people died. So the Apostle Paul wrote this so that these people will be comforted. That you, it's not in vain, you know, our loved ones that have died, the Lord Jesus Christ will raise them back again in the, in the time to come. Behold, I show you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That's a promise. Our body will be changed. The body that you see in me will be changed. The body that I see in you will be changed. Because this body, if I if this body will be transported to heaven, I don't think you know this can this can um, 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 cope up with the pressure. But again, the the, the body of um, the incorruptible body that was also the same incorruptible body of the Lord Jesus Christ when he when he rose from the dead. That's the same body that we will have. But our, we must, we need to be changed. We cannot stay like this and then take it to heaven. No, we need to be changed. Colossians 3, 4. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. This is again another promise that we will appear with him in glory. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 Titus chapter 2 verse 11 For the grace of God that bringeth salvation Hath appeared to all men Teaching us that denying ungodliness And worldly lust We should live soberly and righteously And godly in this present world Looking for that blessed hope And the glorious appearing Of the great God And our Savior Jesus Christ Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. <clears throat> I'm showing you these promises because um, the scoffers do not know these verses, that these verses exist. And if they have come across with these verses, they don't believe it. But all of these are true. All of these re- <laughs> written in the Bible are true. That is for our comfort because we believe in the Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. <clears throat> And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You see this promise is James chapter 5, verse number 7. James chapter 5, verse number 7. Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he received the early and latter rain. Be also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. You see, they are speaking this 2,000 years ago. But we are even closer now. As I told you, we are now at the edge of these last days. We are now at the end of the last days. The, the, the very tip of the last days. Um, Peter, in Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 10. Um, notice, the, what kind of things are this happening to this world? What are these things that God is going to, to do? Notice this. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. 
See, the heaven will pass away. That means that the, the firmament, the heaven that we see, that will be gone. That heaven that we see in the sky will be, will be you know, taken away. I do not know what's going to, what, what are we going to see when this heaven will be taken away. We do not know yet. That's a mystery still. But we will be there in that time and we will behold and we will see it with our eyes. That this heaven will be taken away. Uh, he said, um, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Everything will be dissolved. This building will be dissolved. This chairs dissolved. This pulpit will be dissolved. The carpet that we are standing on will be dissolved. The trees will be dissolved. The cars will be dissolved. The roads will be dissolved. The ocean will be dissolved. Everything here in this planet will be dissolved. That is what, you know, Apostle Paul is, um, Peter is telling us of what's going to happen in the future. He said, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? That is expected of us because we know that this is going to happen. That we need to be holy. We need to be godly because we are going to, you know, step in, this, in that moment when this Bible is telling us, we are going to step in that moment. That is why we need um, to understand um, um, that we ought to be holy in all holy conversation and godliness. Verse 12, verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of, the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. The heaven will, will be on fire, <clears throat> shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we... According to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, be diligent, do not relax, do not sit back and relax, come to church and then go home and then back to your normal life and then Sunday again, sit down in church. No, be diligent, do something. Just, you know, keep yourself busy for the work of the Lord. Because we need to be diligent in this. This cannot be, you cannot be a nominal Christian here. All of us must be, must be working hard for the Lord Jesus Christ. Be diligent that ye may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless. Peter is saying about the coming of the Lord. John also. John, um, in 1 John chapter 2, verse number 28, speaking the same thing. And, 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 and again, warning us that oh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ will appear at any time. And notice here, now little children abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may, we may have confidence. Why? Because a lot of Christians, even until today, they have no confidence. If the Lord Jesus Christ will arrive today, some of the Christians are still not ready. Not afraid because they are still like you know um, they enjoy their sin they don't enjoy the things of God they don't enjoy the word of God they don't enjoy the church of God it's just that necessary evil to them 
They just that they need to come to church because, you know, they are Christians. But actually, they do not really mean it in their heart. But again, a lot of Christians, they do not mean their Christianity in their heart. Yeah. But we need to. Because yeah. there will be a time that we, the Lord Jesus Christ will come and we face Him face to face. Yeah. He said here, we may have confidence and not be ashamed. So, because we are warned that we might, we must ha- we might have confidence and not be ashamed, that means there are a lot of Christians that will be ashamed. A lot of believers that are very, you know, um, light-hearted. And they do not really give themselves to the Lord. They are just afraid of hell. That's all. That's why they, they, they come to Christ. It's not because they, they don't want to heaven. They, don't, they, don't want, they are not really excited in heaven. They are just afraid of hell. That's all. And some people, they, are, they, are, they want to go to heaven because of all this gold and all these um, um, pearly gates and, and crystal um, water, a mansion, but not really the Lord Jesus. They want to go to heaven because of the beauty of heaven. But my friend, I hope and you, you understand this, that we want to go to heaven because Jesus Christ is there. Yeah. And everything else is just secondary. But why don't we put that here in this, in that, in that as, I mean, in a, um, um, kind of thinking? Why don't we make the Lord Jesus Christ the best that we have here, and everything else is just secondary? Amen. The same thing, the same thing. Everything here is the Lord Jesus, and everything else is just secondary. Yeah. You see here, um, he said. Um, and now little children abide in him stay with him be faithful to him and be uh, you know devoted to him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming and jump to verse number one of chapter three. First john chapter 3 verse number one behold what manner of love the father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god and it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I'll just go quickly with this because there's a lot of verses. I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about the promises of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to Jude chapter uh, one, verse number fourteen. There's only one chapter of this book, but Jude one fourteen and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of this, saying, "Behold, the Lord cometh." With ten thousands of his saints. Enoch. You know Enoch? It was in the lifetime of, you know, Adam. And when was that? Five thousand years ago. Enoch was already telling that the Lord Jesus Christ will come with his with his ten thousands of his saints. It's not just ten thousand, it's ten thousands of his saints. In other words, there will be a lot of ten thousands. <laughs> ten thousand. This is a group of ten thousand here, a group of ten thousand here, a group of ten thousand here, a group of ten thousand there, a group of ten thousand. Ten thousands of his saints. We're talking about millions upon millions of saved believers um, that will come when Jesus Christ will appear. The promise of his coming. The promise of his coming is found in the Old Testament. The promise of his coming 
uh, is found in the five uh, in the in the gospels the promise of his coming is found in the in the book of acts the acts of the apostles and the promise of his coming is found also from the writing of the apostle paul and the promise of his coming is found also in the apocalypse i'm talking about the Re revelation the book of revelation my friend does not make sense if you take away from that the promise of his personal return if you will remove the promise of the personal return of jesus christ that book of revelation i think is not really worth thing, worth anything at all the very important part of that um book of revelation is the personal return of the lord jesus christ yeah. Yeah. the whole message of the book of the of the book of revelation is summed up in revelation chapter 1 verse number 7 and also in revelation chapter 22 verse number 7 this is the summary of all this in verse number revelation 1 7 behold he cometh with clouds it's not happening yet but it is foretold in the bible it's not happening yet but it's going to happen and it's going to happen very soon behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him how can that happen when you know um in in the time of the writing that's 2000 years ago there's no television there's no internet if someone is doing something in samaria the next town cannot see what the people are doing there it will take days before they will know that oh something happened there why because they do not know they have no communication and this bible is telling us behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him that's talking about today maybe also every our eyes will be open that when jesus christ descend all, all of us all of us can see him without the necessity of the technology that we have without the necessity of television and cameras and all that the lord jesus christ when he comes um all of us will see it perhaps in our own eyes not not from the screen but from our own eyes i don't know how the lord will do that but god will do that every eyes shall see him and they also which pierced him who are these people the roman soldiers the roman people the romanists and those people that pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him in other words they are they are so upset they are so um you know upset why because jesus christ has arrived because they do not think about him they do not want him but he comes no matter how, whether they like it or not that is why the lord jesus christ will come whether you know you believe him or not so we better believe him because it is true yep. you see behold i said here he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they also were which first him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him even so amen <coughs> revelation chapter 20 verse number 7 revelation 20 verse 7 behold i come quickly <coughs> blessed is he that keepeth the saying of the prophecy of this book behold i come quickly uh, again um revelation chapter 20 verse number uh, 22 verse number 12 
Revelation 22 verse 12, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Then verse number 20, verse number 20, Revelation 22, 20, He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus is promised. The promise of the Lord of His coming is found there in the book of Revelation, the book of uh, Apocalypse. And again, um, two more um, um, two more points. The promise of His coming is also found even in the Lord's Supper. In that Lord's Supper, the Lord Jesus Christ um, <clears throat> is showing Himself to be coming. <clears throat> First, First Corinthians eleven. <clears throat> Verse number 23. 1 Corinthians 11, 23. <clears throat> the Bible says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, um, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. Um, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he, had, he took the cup uh, when he had supped, uh, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. There is this coming of the Lord Jesus Christ again recorded in that uh, Lord's Supper. And there's also um, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ again. Um, his promise is found also not just in the book of the Bible, but also found in the hearts of the believers. And we can find it in the book of Revelation. It's recorded there. Revelation chapter 19, verse number 10. If you are here tonight, and you have that in your heart, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Lord, come now. Come now. That is the longing of every believer that really loves the Lord. We long to our heart, Lord, come now. Notice here, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. But again, if you if you look at this um, verse uh, verse number ten, um, what is this testimony of Jesus? What is that testimony, my friend? The testimony which us believers that we have in our heart, the testimony of the Lord Jesus in my heart. The testimony of the Lord. And again, in this particular connection, um, this is the promise of His coming. The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ as He is coming again. The Holy Spirit is the one that places this in our heart. The coming of the Lord, we are connected to that. Anytime the Lord Jesus Christ will come, we are not surprised. Anytime that the Lord Jesus Christ will come, we have that confidence. You see? Because we are expecting upon, of, of His return. Those people who do not love the Lord, they do not expect the return of the Lord. But for all of us who expect His return, 
we cry out with all our heart and say, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. These are the believers that look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we, in our heart, we can say, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Again, chapter 22, verse number 20. Notice this verse. Revelation 22, verse 20. He which testified these things saith, Surely I come quickly. That is fact. That is, you know, what Jesus Christ said that he's going to do. What, what is our response as believers? Our response is, Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. That is the testimony. The, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is not just found in the Bible, it's found in the heart of the believers. That is a testimony of the believers. This Bible and the testimony of the believers, you know, um, showing that the Lord Jesus Christ will do come. And He's coming very soon. Let's bow our heads and pray. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank You, Lord, um, for speaking to us once again through Your Word, encouraging us, Lord, to live godly and honestly and live with a life that is righteous in Your eyes, Lord, with diligence. Because, oh God, Your coming is very soon. And we want to be, we want to be, Lord, we want to be, um, um, Lord, when You come, acceptable before Your eyes. That, Lord, we will be um, ready and not be ashamed when you come. Please, Lord, again, continue to prompt us to do the right thing every single day. We depend upon the Holy Spirit of God to work in us, O oh God, to, to show us, Lord, um, the right things of the Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that our church will preach the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, Lord, the people will listen to um, the word of God. So that, Lord, more and more people will become ready um, for the return of the great Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for the promise of your coming. The world around us, Lord, scoff or mock uh, of the thought and the, the reality of your coming. But, Lord, in the hearts of your people, we do believe that you are coming. And, Lord, you promise that you will come. And even so, come. Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance. Thank you for the um, uh, blessing of your word tonight. Thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>